Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. Life is full of compromise, but there's one thing in life that you should never compromise on, your own health. That's why I like to use ZocDoc to find the best doctors for me. That's how I found my personal doctor, as well as the pediatrician for my little girl. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately. No more awkwardly waiting on hold with a receptionist. My favorite thing is that you can see doctor reviews. I mean, who wants to go to a doctor who makes you sit alone in a room for an hour and then rushes out after barely speaking to you? I love using ZocDoc because, to be honest, it's easy and I'm lazy. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash R-S. ZocDoc.com slash RS. Welcome to r slash true off my chest, where OP's 40-year-old husband is cheating on her with an 18-year-old boy. Our next Reddit post is from Rose Milk Loaf. I was out of the country for two months, so that led to my boyfriend and I having to do long distance. Once I landed, my boyfriend picked me up, and we went to his place. Of course, the tension was building up, so one thing led to another, and blah blah blah. I like things rough, and so does he, and he's been very careful of not being too hard since I have piercings that could potentially get snagged if he slaps me the wrong way. But he just kinda went for it and slapped me really hard. Consensually, I liked it. And right at that moment, my jaw hurt like hell! Genuinely, I was in so much pain! <laughs> but whatever, we still kept going. Once we were done, I headed over to a mirror to see if my jaw got dislocated because it hurt like nothing I felt before. I also have pre-existing jaw issues in TMJ. TMJ, hold on. Too much jaw? It can't possibly stand for that. <laughs> no, it stands for temporomandibular joints. It's a disorder that can cause jaw joint in the muscles that control the jaw movement. Okay, that does make more <laughs> that does make more sense than too much jaw. Okay, I also have pre-existing jaw issues in TMJ, so I'm cautious about my jaw. But to my surprise, my top and bottom row of teeth are now perfectly aligned. I've always had a lower jaw that looks shifted to the side, and now magically, it's not. Flash forward to three days later, the pain was gone, and I did a really big yawn, and I noticed that my jaw didn't lock or click since it used to do that. So now I'm genuinely convinced that he slapped me so hard to the point that he realigned my jaw and fixed whatever jaw issue I had before that. I'm now pain-free and able to yawn as big as I want. Saved me some chiropractor money, I guess, LMAO. Down in the comments, believe it or not, we have a similar story from Ludic. Nice, same thing happened to me, except instead of rough, passionate hugging, I got punched in the face during a rugby match. No more jaw pain or clicking. Yo, what, we, there's another story from Slice of Fries. Something similar happened to my mom when I was a kid. My sister and mom got into a verbal fight, and my sister had enough and pushed my mom into the doorway slash door to get past. Instantly, my mom froze. We all go silent. Mom smiles and says, you fixed my back. Before that, she had to go to the chiropractor many times to get the issue fixed. <laughs> my sister was not punished, but was told to never do it again. There's, how are there more stories like this? Alternative Film says, I had a similar experience when I got in a fight with my brother and he broke my nose. For years, my nose was very noticeably crooked and I became pretty self-conscious about it. About five years later, I got in another fight with my brother and he broke my nose again. 
Pissed off, I went to the bathroom to clean up the blood when I noticed that my nose was perfectly aligned like it used to be. I came out of the bathroom laughing, thanked my brother, and that was that. And then DJ Kitty K has this story. Something similar happened to my... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> These stories are so ridiculous. This thread almost makes it sound like if someone is sick, just start beating him up, man. Cancer, just slap him around. Appendicitis, just punch him in the guts. Something similar happened to my mom years ago. She had some water or earwax stuck in her ear canals, and she'd been having some issues with dizziness and balance for months. One day, she was playing with one of her nephews, and he played a little too rough and boxed her ears with his hands. She said it hurt like hell, but all of a sudden, her hearing was clear, and the issues she'd been having were magically fixed. Being a human is weird. Our next Reddit post is from Throwaway. My husband is cheating on me with an 18-year-old boy. Or at least, he's trying to. I'm in my late 30s, and my husband is in his early 40s. We've been married for almost 10 years. We have no kids. In the last year, he came out as bisexual, but not by choice. I caught him talking to men on Grindr. He swore that he never physically cheated, and he was just exploring fantasies that he never had the chance to explore. We went through a significant rough patch, but ultimately, I decided to give him another chance. Several months ago, he asked if I would consider an open relationship to allow him to experiment with a man. I said that wasn't something I could ever be comfortable with, and if he needs to do this, then the only option is to separate. I've tried to be patient and understanding. He said that he doesn't need to do this, and I should forget that he even asked. Since the grinder incident, I haven't fully trusted him, and I admit I looked at his phone without permission. He's been texting an 18-year-old young man for well over a month. The messages are sexual, and my husband is very overtly asking for more. I don't know if anything's happened in person. This is not a young man that he met online, at work, or at a bar. That would still be horrifying to me, but at least slightly more acceptable. The 18-year-old is our close mutual friend's foster son who we've known for years. Oh no. I was aware the boy was gay, but I never would have dreamed this would happen. He's a child to me. I admit that, at first, I was angry with the young man, but I understand that he's young and vulnerable, and it's my husband who's in the wrong. From the messages I saw, the boy was not encouraging this, and some of the responses to my husband seemed uncomfortable. I can't blame him. I haven't spoken to my husband yet. I don't know what to say. He knows something is up because he's being overly considerate and attentive. I know I need to leave. I couldn't ever feel the same about him after this. I don't know if I should say anything to the young man or his foster parents. OP then made an update where she explains that she's staying with a friend and she started getting together legal and financial advice. Then she posts another update where she says, I've spoken to the young man's foster parents and briefly to the boy himself. Some information came to light that stressed the urgency and led me to believe that it would be safer and more helpful to speak to them first, despite him being over 18 years old. I don't have the time or the energy to explain exactly what happened, but of course, it wouldn't be appropriate to share a lot of detail. The situation is even more complicated and upsetting than I realized, and my husband is entirely at fault. The young man is safe, more or less, and my husband's behavior is no longer a secret from everyone. I'm in the early stages of determining my next steps regarding separation from my husband, and I'm receiving specialist advice about this. 
I think you made the right call, OP. Considering that your husband has known this kid for years, there's a decent chance that this could have been a grooming situation. OP, you're stuck in an awful situation, but I hope things work out well for you in the end. Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts, and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code R at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code R at liquidiv.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code r slash at checkout. That's r slash, R-S-L-A-S-H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code r slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code r slash. My uncle proposed that we have intercourse. I'm a 28-year-old woman, and I'm still trying to process my feelings about this. I've known my uncle, a 60-year-old male, all my life. He's married to my mom's sister. I've lived under the same roof as him since I was 7, and I moved out at the age of 23. He's the goofy uncle, but whenever you needed someone to talk to or help, he was always there. I've been with my boyfriend for 5 years, and my uncle has been there for us individually and as a couple. I had been talking to him about my relationship over the summer, and one night, out of nowhere, he asked if we could go out during the weekend. I figured he wanted to do this so that we could talk more about my relationship without having my parents listening. They still live with him. He asked if we could go to a motel. I naively asked what we would do in a motel if we were just going to talk. He goes on to say that he would like to have a sexual experience with me. He was very graphic and detailed about the things he would like to do to me. I froze. I just sat there stunned as he complimented my body. How long did he feel this way about me? Just thinking about it disgusts me. He said, no one has to know. We're both adults and we don't have to tell our significant others. I said no at least 25 times and I ignored explicit questions. 
I don't know what to do, so I spoke to my therapist about this. If I were to tell anyone, my uncle has the kind of reputation that I wouldn't be believed. My family is the type to sweep everything under the rug. It could backfire and kick my parents and siblings out and they would have nowhere to go. I've tried to get over it, but every time I have Thursday dinner with my family, I dread having to see his face. If I stop going, then obviously my family will know that something's up. OP, go talk to your dad. That's step number one. Any man who's even a half-decent father will be fiercely defensive over his own daughter having a sexual relationship with her uncle. Also, your father is the perfect person to go to first because your uncle is your mother's sibling, not your father's siblings, so he can be more impartial than your mother can. And you said your family is a type to sweep everything under the rug, and yeah, it is possible they might do that, but at least give them a chance, OP. Come to your dad, explain the situation, and see what your dad does. If he sweeps everything under the rug, then that was probably your best candidate of having an ally in this family, so at that point, I really genuinely think the only option is to go no contact. But I don't really... Man, I was gonna say I don't think your dad's gonna sweep it under the rug, but I've read so many toxic stories about awful families, I can't really say for certain that will be the case. I hope that your dad will do the right thing and get your mom on your side and turn the aunt against the uncle too and just turn the entire family against the uncle and then kick the uncle out of the house. That's my hope for what happens, but <laughs> I've read so many terrible stories, who knows? So you're just in an awful situation, OP. Never, ever, ever be alone in the same room with your uncle again, ever. Talk to your father and then based on how your father responds, you can plan your next steps. The fact that OP was seven years old when she first met her uncle and the uncle has an attraction to her is repulsive. This guy lived with her in the same household as if she was his daughter and he, he's attracted to her? Ugh. OP, why are you even going to dinner with these people? I would never be in the same room with this person ever again unless it was in a courtroom and I say, there, right there, that guy right there, officer. <sighs> Good luck, OP. Our next Reddit post is from Mindless Client. I'm a 42-year-old woman, and my husband is 48. We've been together for six years, married for just over three. His niece, Donna, is 22. She's had issues with incest in the past. Not long after my husband and I started dating, it came out that Donna has been having intercourse with her cousin on a regular basis. According to both the cousin and Donna, she was the instigator. She was also unapologetic. Donna moved in with her girlfriend this past spring, and she's been having difficulty holding down a job. She has mild Tourette's and doesn't take medication for it. She texted my husband over the summer and asked if we wanted our house cleaned. We talked about it, we've both been uncomfortable around her in the past, but we did want to help her out. So we said okay, and she's been coming over twice a week to clean. It takes her a couple of hours each time, and we pay her 60 bucks a week. She came over this past Saturday to clean. When she showed up, she was wearing a tiny bikini top and booty shorts. I thought that was odd, because that's not close to anything she normally wears. But I thought that maybe she was going to the lake afterwards or something. We live in Texas, and it's still quite warm here. I'm self-employed, and I was in our office doing weekly receipt checks when I heard my husband say, What do you think you're doing? Then I heard Donna say in a sing-song voice, But I'm tired. And my husband said, there's a couch if you're tired. Knock it off. A few seconds later, I heard my husband yell, I said stop. Then I heard a thud. I got up and ran to the living room. My husband was standing next to his recliner and Donna was sprawled on the floor. I asked what happened and Donna told me that she was just playing. 
My husband told her to get out. She got up, looked at us both, then said, fine, like a five-year-old and stomped out. After she left, my husband told me that he had been sitting in his recliner with the footrest up. Donna had come in and straddled the foot of the recliner, which is when he asked what she was doing. He said after he told her to knock it off, she started smiling at him and was leaning towards him while rubbing on his legs and wiggling her butt around. The sound I heard was her falling on the floor when he pushed the foot back into place and stood up. I was pissed. I still am, but I didn't want to get into it with Donna. Donna thrives on drama. I sent her her payment for her work, then texted her and told her that she would no longer be cleaning our house and she was no longer welcome here. She sent both my husband and I a couple of texts that she was sorry and just having some fun, but we ignored them. She showed up at the house Tuesday. That's her normal day to clean. When I answered the door, I just looked at her and said, what the hell do you think you're doing here? She goes, I'm here to clean. And I told her, no, you're not. Go home. Then I shut the door in her face. She whined and yelled things through the door for a few minutes, but eventually left. All evening and into the night, I've been fielding texts and calls from her parents and my mother-in-law. They're all asking why I fired Donna, and don't I know she needs the money, and she has problems, and I need to be more helpful. I finally told them the truth, which got her parents off my back, but not my mother-in-law, because family. My husband has told her to leave me alone. She's been complaining at me all night that I need to be more understanding and give Donna another chance. I really want to stand my ground about this, but I'm so tired of never doing anything right with his family. My husband doesn't want her around either, but he's wavering because my mother-in-law is throwing fits at him, too. <sighs> kind of sounds to me like Donna needs therapy sooner rather than later. Also, it's so crazy that we had one story with an uncle who wants to screw his niece, and then another story with a niece who wants to screw her uncle. If only those two were related, they'd be blissfully happy with each other. Our next Reddit post is from Brave Limit. A few years ago, me and my husband were able to finally conceive a child after trying for a long time. That happiness was cut short after I miscarried. I remember crying and being in a bad space for a while before I got back to myself, thanks to everyone's support. A year later, I got pregnant again, and this time, I took extra steps to be as careful as possible, but I miscarried again. I was in disbelief, but like before, my family and husband helped me through it. Especially my sister, who was my absolute pillar at that time. It was at my third miscarriage that I eventually stopped trying to get pregnant and consulted a doctor who assured me there was no underlying condition and it was simply bad luck. At that point, I was done trying to get pregnant and I opted for surrogacy instead, which gave me a beautiful daughter. What really horrified me is that after explaining to my family about my choice for surrogacy, I went past the patio where my sister, our friends, and some in-laws were joking about me not being able to carry kids to full term. I couldn't believe it when I heard my sister say that I'll never be a real woman. I went to my room without comforting them and broke down crying, thinking, how could she be so cruel? But I kept all this to myself and pretended I never heard her say this. Why is this suddenly relevant? Well, my sister and her husband have been trying to conceive a child. Only for her, she can't get pregnant at all. The doctor told her that she was basically infertile due to an ovulation disorder, and that seemingly broke her. I went back home to join the family in comforting her. Yesterday, I offered to take her on a drive and we ate out. On our way back, she asked for advice on how I dealt with this, and I did give her some tips on how I came to terms with myself. 
Our conversation then ended when I told her that I guess we're both never going to be real women and that she should be ashamed of herself for being barren. She looked shook and dumbfounded. The whole way back home was quiet and awkward. She hasn't been out of her room much, and her husband said that she's gotten worse ever since yesterday. I can't help but feel that I shouldn't have said that, but at the same time, I feel like it was the perfect moment to say it without actually confronting her and letting her know that I knew what she really thought of me. OP, that is cold as ice. Now, I'm not saying it's not justified because all you're doing is matching her energy, but oof. Oh man, that's brutal. She's brutal to you. I'm not blaming OP. I'm just saying sometimes revenge, sometimes getting justice is just savage. And this is one of those instances where getting justice is brutal. That was our slash true off my chest. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.